Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome today to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today, I am so excited. I have, uh, today's episode 712, and I have the opportunity to, to speak with Lakeisha James, Dr. Lakeisha James, doctor in something. She'll get to tell us about what that is in a minute. And uh, we're going to talk about that ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So excited. You know, I, I'm excited too. So I've had a chance to meet you. We've been on a couple of summits together and had a few chances to speak. And we were just chatting ahead of time about happy, you know, whether or not uh, you are happy. And you talked a lot about purpose and things. Now, the first question I want you to address is I, I define in this podcast, ultimate life is a certain thing, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. So how would you define the ultimate life? I would define the open life as being happy and being consistent in what you do. Because like you said, life happens and we have to learn along the way. You know, we, we have to go through life and no matter what life throws at us, it's like you have to adapt. And sometimes when you're adapting, it may be uncomfortable, it may be inconvenient, but you have to adapt and be happy, be, you know, present in every situation in your life. And I think that would make me happy. Like I was sharing with you before we went on air, I've really found out I was happy like last year. And I've been in this world for, I'm gonna tell you guys my age, but 45 years, you know, life throws at those so many different things at us. And I think when you become, when you're in your forge, you really know who you are as a person. Because we go through different phases, you know, being um, working in corporate America, maybe being an entrepreneur, being a mom, being an aunt, being a friend, being a wife. You know, we go through different phases in our lives to know exactly who are we, what really makes us happy. And I feel that once you know who you are, your identity, you'll always know what makes you happy. That's wonderful. So one of the things you, you said two or three times in our lead up was about, you know, you said kind of in an offhand way. Well, it's not really about me. It's about helping others, helping people. And you use the helping people phrase that all coaches and woo-woo nutcases like me, I'm not saying that in a bad way, use, and maybe you too, I don't know. What, what is this thing about helping people? Talk to me about why you feel part of your drive. Like you get to do what you want. You quit this job, you went to here, you're building your life, like you said. What, what is this thing that you have, but it's common, but I want you to tell me yours. Why are you helping people? I feel of, of, I feel that's my purpose. It's like when I help people, I feel happy. You know, I like to tell people, how, you know, because, you know, like I said, again, we go through days and it, I will, I feel that it makes a, it makes a difference when you tell someone good morning or when you want to be that ear when they're having a bad day, you can walk past a person, just kind of feel their spirit. It's like, 
you just feel drawn to them in a certain way. And then sometimes you stop that person, ask them how they're doing. They smile or they may not be smiling. And you just like have a conversation with them. I think conversation, knowing that you're interested in how they're feeling makes a difference. And I just feel like my purpose is to make people happy, to help them heal, because what we go through in life is not for ourselves, but for someone else. If that makes sense. It makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And we're going to dive into three things that you said. You talked about conversation. You said having these conversations. Um, You know, we have scripted conversations. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, good. I'm fine too. You know, and those are sort of nonsense conversations. And I know that's not what you meant. Tell me, what is this? What's the importance for you, Akisha, of having conversations with people that are real, that, that are connected. Why is that important? I feel like it's important because, like I say, you're drawn to someone. You actually begin to know what they're going through, or even what they experience. Because you never know what people go through unless they tell you. You have to have you have to prepare that that comfort zone for them to be willing to be transparent and to be vulnerable to tell you exactly what's going on. It could have been, you know, they could have just lost a loved one. Or they could be going through a divorce or they could have just lost their job. If you create that safe haven for them, they'll just open up and tell you what's exactly going on. And then, of course, a lot of times we go through some of the same things, but we have different outcomes. So I'm willing to share my experience with them and then make somewhat find a piece of sort of comfort with them where they can relate. Or, you know, they may be going through something at home, you know, but just giving them that safe haven to explain, not even explain, just to talk about it because again talking when you talk about it, you start to heal from it and that's just maybe what they needed that time to heal from it or just to talk about it no i love it you said something else that is and i i hear you say things and i want you to talk more about it because they're so important you said you're drawn to them and then you create this safe haven there are a, a question i often ask people uh, when i've had one of those conversations with them is i'll stop and I'll look at them, and this is usually after, you know, a conversation with me can be pretty intense. But So we've had that, and I'll say to them, how many places in the world do you have where you can just go talk to someone with no judgment, no advice, no anything, just to be heard? And more often than not, there'll be a silence, 75 to 80 percent of the time they'll get emotional and they'll say zero and the ones that have something instantly say oh i have one like they know it it's that important and when you said make them comfortable it just reminded me that how rare a gift you give to create that safe place or someone, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to acknowledge your your words, and then emphasize how important that is. And go ahead and talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, my safe haven would be being with my father. I take time every day to be with him, and that's my safe haven. And you know, with God, you have to love everybody, no matter what they've gone through, no matter what they look like. And like I say, everyone go. We go through life not knowing what life brings, what life throws us. Um, situations, circumstances, relationships, heartbreaks. And being in a safe place, um, like I said, I can relate to a lot of things. And I think that's what my purpose here on earth is to create that space for them to be comfortable because I can relate to so many things. 
um, that I've experienced in life. Like I've had a stillborn, stillborn child and I'm still healing from it. That happened in 2012. And I really thought that I healed from it. But when I speak about it, I still get emotional about it and not knowing how many couples have experienced that. That's a traumatized experience that I've um, in 2012 that I'm still healing from because there are different levels of healing. And even years ago, going through depression, I've known people to go through depression, but I was never that one to go through that. Not loving yourself, you know, not wanting to be around anybody. And I can relate to people that's feeling that way. Cause I mean, if I, if I can't relate to it, how dare me to say, Hey, just share what you're feeling with me. Cause I wouldn't understand those two important phases in my life that I'm really passionate about. And then another one would be my daughter had an eating disorder. I'm really passionate about that as well. It's like, so if someone is going through that or even hint or mentioning at it, it's really passionate for me. And I understand and I can relate to it and kind of show them how to deal with that or give them some inspiring words or empower them in some sort of way. Just those three in my life. I love what you're saying, and here's one of the things that makes me think about it. Because I define ultimate life as a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy you create by serving with your divine gifts, so many people say, probably to you too, oh, I don't know, what, I wonder, I don't know how to find my divine gifts. I don't know what my calling or my gift or my, I need some more clarity. And I have two things to say. One's kind of funny. I say, clarity is overrated. It's not found, it's created. And yet yeah, it rhymes and yet yeah, it's kind of silly, but it's true. But what I really think when I start giving people thought about how to find that thing, one of the key pieces you've touched on several times, and that's look to your pain. Because in that pain, you have been forged, refined, created, uh, fired, uh, fired in your life, like firing of pottery or something, in a special way that gives you a specialized empathy that no one else has. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've been That's- stretched. Woo, been stretched. Didn't quite understand why, but when you sit back and think about it, it's like, so that's why this happened. It's time for me to share my story because somewhere, somewhere in the world, someone needs to hear it. And it's just they like a ripple effect. Yeah. They do, they do. So I have a, another question because, you know, coaches and healers and listeners, you know, the beautiful space creators like you are doing, you talked about, and we talk about things like ultimate life and you hear all kinds of hype and noise about how to do that. And a lot of it's tied around money, you know, follow your passion and the money will follow or tell your story, make a lot of money or whatever it is. Here's the simple question. And, and, and just for the listeners, I never prepare, so she doesn't have any idea what I'm going to ask. Do you believe it's possible to live on a daily basis that ultimate life, or is that all just hype? I think it's possible. Tell me I really more. Do. You have to, I think it's all a mindset. It's all a mindset. When you start believing that you can it will happen. And it's just like affirmations. It doesn't start overnight. It takes time for you to believe that. If you keep telling yourself, look at yourself in the mirror, because of course, we're our biggest critic. You look at yourself in the mirror, continue to tell yourself, just an example, I'm beautiful. I'm a survivor. I'm more than a conqueror. You're going to continuously believe it. Once you continuously hear it, it's going to become that positive thing that you think about every day. And if someone comes by and say, you're not that, you're still going to think that you're that because that affirmation has affirmed, you affirm that for your life. 
I believe it too. I think it's possible. I totally 100% agree. And I just love asking that question because, you know, we're in a world with a war. We're in a world with economic problems and inflation and supply shortages and baby formula we can't find. And, you know, who knows? All all this stuff that we didn't think was going to happen. And we've grown up with privilege now for decades. And all of a sudden, you know, we've got a little noise sniffing at the heels. And it's like, holy moly. And people, by and large, feel like that ultimate life of joy is an external thing. And you told me just now it's attitude. It's how I choose to look at it. Well, I love you for saying that because it is. I get to have it and you can't tell me I can't. That is correct. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, I get to enjoy my life no matter what's going on around me and you can't make it not happen. Well, all right. This is cool. So I know you've written a couple of books. You said you've got another one underway. And obviously, because I know you from talking in other places, the books have been about your struggles and about focusing on helping people. Tell me about the books you've written, why you wrote them, who you help. How I, the way the phrase I use is add good to the world. Like we all add carbon dioxide. So I think we ought to add something else, right? Mm-hmm. So tell, them, tell me how you add good to the world. Well, my first book was published last January, and it was my first book. I've always wanted to be an author, author, but I'm just like, huh, what would I write about? So I had one of my good friends come to me and wanted me to partake in Wake Up Winning because I feel Wake Up Winning is just so great right now because you have to know that you're a winner in everything that you do. And that book was a, was a, um, a book collaboration. I think we had like 20 to 25 African-Americans men and women that came together to just share their experiences being an entrepreneur and as well sharing their experiences as their personal life to just let you know that it doesn't matter what you go through in life you will always be a winner because losing is not an option my second book was called i am it was more so i that book established me as an international best-selling author and i'm very excited about that book i shared in that book i was on government assistance as a single parent And I never really knew that I was such a private person when I wrote that book. As I started to write that book, I started to heal from it. Because, you know, when we go through things, we suppress it. And we don't never know it's suppressed until you actually start thinking about it or you start putting it to paper. So when I started writing the book, I was like, oh, I still haven't heard from this. It's still bothering me because I was a single parent. I wasn't able to be the best mother that I could to my daughter. And, you know, life happens again. We have no control over people's actions. And once we know that we don't have control over people's actions, this world will be a much better place. So that was kind of like a modality book showing you how to overcome something that you um, experienced in your life. It could be um, a divorce. It could be getting fired from a job or being treated a certain way. So it's more than a modality book. And I put a lot of affirmations in there, which still I say every day because it helps me. Like I said, it's something that you affirm in your life that makes a complete difference. And it doesn't happen overnight. You start believing, you have to just continue to say it. And hey, it may take two, three, four months. But if you're consistent with it, it's going to definitely make itself present in your life. Now, my third book, will be a stillbirth. Like I shared with you, 2012, I had a stillbirth, still healing from it. I thought I was over it, but I'm not over it. I'm still healing. And that's just a way for me to just share my story because there's so many couples that experienced that. And I didn't know how big that was at that time. And 
like I said, I'm a Christian. I didn't blame God, but I knew God took my baby for a reason. And my thing is with her being in heaven, being my guardian angel, this, this platform she created, it's amazing how, you know, she's up in heaven, shining down on me. It's because of her, this is happening. I'm able to share our story. It's not my story. It's our story. And she's made that possible. My thing is, I just want to impact and let people know that you're not in alone. It's someone somewhere that needs to hear your story. Your voice matters. Your voice is your superpower. So that will be launched around right before Christmas. I'm very excited about that. And that book I wrote all by myself. Um, my first two books was a book collaboration, but this book will be all by myself. And I think I've just been bent by the author bug. I mean, because my first book was last year and I'm just continuously doing it. So it's just a way for me to continuously share my story without verbalizing it, but I'm writing on paper, if that makes sense. It'll be a digital, <laughs> you know, so I'm just very happy that I'm able to share my story through books. I love that, and I want to both commend you and honor you for doing that. And he, here's the interesting thing, because in that, you reveal generously and vulnerably a lot about yourself, uh, that there's an afterlife, that your baby's in heaven, that there's a God, that there's a whole bunch of things that are implicit in your life that I want to emphasize for the listeners, because this is is what she said, what you said, Akisha, a little bit ago, which is, it's attitude. I, you, anyone could choose, why did this happen to me? It's unjust and vicious. There is no God, how would he dare do such an awful thing? And choose to explore life from that point of view. And that creates poison in the bloodstream and all kinds of other stuff. We get all that. But your choice was to say, okay, I don't know what the deal is, but I'm going to choose to use my pain to help others that have had stillbirth, to help others work through it, to even talk about here 10 years later. I don't think I'm all the way through because when I think about it, write about it, maybe a few tears stay in the page and I get a little choked up talking through this stuff. So that's courage. That is the truth. That, that is an underlining of the truth, that it is in the choice of how to look at it. And you did that, and you did it as you talked about it, and I had to say, see, I see you do this now as you talk about it. So I want to thank you for sharing both your, your choice to use it for good and then also acknowledge your faith. Thank you. You're welcome. So what? some of the things that um, happens to everybody that has a story, and probably everybody does. I was, I was at some church meeting somewhere, maybe, I don't know, somewhere, and somebody said that at any given time, at least 50% of the people around you are going through something really hard at any given moment. And that's a lot. If you think at least half are going some, I don't mean small, I mean really hard, some really difficult thing. So those things shape us. You've had a stillbirth. You talked about being a single mom. You talked about being on government assistance. Some people could create a story about those things. What I see in you is a survivor, a thriver, and someone determined to love and help others. What other things have shaped your life to bring you to the place that you're the light that you are? Um, I did go through a season of depression. 
I had never experienced that. I've heard stories about it, but I felt like it was an unfamiliar place for me. I didn't want to, I want to be alone. I was always sitting in the dark. I would go to the gym. I wouldn't eat. I would lose weight. And I just wanted to be by myself. And the weird thing was at that time I was married and I was going through so much. Well, I thought my husband would know, but he didn't. I just felt like I was alone. But at the same time, I knew I wasn't because I know God is always there. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. But I just felt like I was alone. And that shaped me because I can relate to someone that says, hey, I'm not feeling well today. I'm depressed. Oh, I feel like I'm going to depression. It's like I can relate to that and I can talk them out of that because depression is not good for anybody because it's just a demon that attacks people. And then what we could have going on in this world today, depression is so prevalent. Mental health is so prevalent these days. And it's really an issue that needs to be talked more about because it's really present in our everyday lives. Someone that we know, at least one person has experienced depression at one point of their lives. Well, <clears throat> you're talking to one. I lived for 35 years without getting any help in that and in that process. Oh. Created all kinds of cycles. Um, my listeners know this, but you don't, so I'll share it with you. I, one of the first books I wrote was a book called Tightrope of Depression, My Journey from Darkness, Despair, and Death to Light, Love, and Life. And I was raised a particular way, and this isn't my story, so I'm not going to spend any time, but I uh, lived from when I left home at 17 until I was 52, uh, 35 years, not talking to anyone, wow. completely closed off, even though I created big success. So it was a dual life with big showy stuff on one side, and behind the scenes was addiction and divorces and in and out of rehab and just battlefield and completely like two different people. So when you talk about that and how it is, I know in 2007, after 35 years, I had a divine intervention and the whole universe changed, but that's not for this podcast. So I want you to tell me and our listeners the initiatives you have going on. You briefly buzzed through them before we started, and I know you've got a book that you're finishing. I think that's going to be a gem. I know you're an event planner. Talk about maybe not the the details of event planning itself, but who you help and how and why. I, I want the purpose of this question is you said that you can live your ultimate life. I believe you, but it can look like anything for each person. And so I want you to tell us a little bit about you and yours. Okay. Well, again, I am the owner of Design Events by Lakeisha. Been in business for five years. March of this year made my fifth year. And I specialize in corporate event planning, event design, and set design for films and plays. And I sell something that physically does not exist. My clients come to me if they're not able to create an event or if they don't know how to or they don't just don't have the time. So I love creating events. My first event I created was back in 2009. And little did I know that I was going to be on a path of event planning. So I really love creating that space, that memorable space that my clients love. My clients is 98% referral clients, and I'm just excited to be in this for the long haul. And my specialty, you know, I want to really hit the Fortune $500 companies now. I've been in business for five years, so it's time to scale up. I'm in it for the long haul again, and I'm just excited about the future of my business. And of course, I'm an author as well, excited to write many more books to tell my stories because I have so many stories to tell, so many people to impact. 
I am also the editor of Real Women and Lassa magazine. It's for the black See, women. See, that's slower. Real Women what? Yep, Real Women Atlanta magazine. Real Women Atlanta. Because okay. you know all this stuff, you say it fast, and I don't know, I just might be slow, but I want to understand it so I can look at it later. Real okay. Women Atlanta magazine. Okay, yes. cool. Keep going. And, and we tell stories of ordinary women doing extraordinary things. There's so many women in this world that's doing extraordinary things no one knows about. They're gems, you know? So we, we tell about stories about ordinary women doing extraordinary things. Last year in October, I did join the Black Mastermind Group as the national event planner. It's kind of like the director of event planning. All the event planners report to me. We have about 25 affiliate groups. So right now I have about 25 event planners that report to me. I'm very excited about that. And for that organization, we mentor and we train so you'll be able to scale your business. A lot of us are in business just to be in business. We don't know how to scale up our business. We're not fundable when we go into a bank. So we teach you how to scale up your business, how to go inside a bank and say, hey, I want a million dollar loan. And you'll be able, you'll be prepared mm -hmm. to present documents that you're able to repay that $1 million loan. And then I have my own talk show since last year. Well, I'm in pre-production now, so it debuts on August 3rd. It's not any talk show. I didn't want to like any talk show where you know you interview guests. My talk show is just about me speaking about my expertise, about event planning, book collaboration, and mentorship. So it debuts on August 3rd. I'm very excited about that because my audience will be able to get to see the up close and personal Dr. Lakeisha because I have so many aspects of my life that I'm doing and I'm just very excited about that I'm able to touch different audiences with just whatever I do. It can be event planning. It can be um, designing. It can be authoring. It could be in the magazine. It could be, you know, the Black Mastermind group. But Everywhere that I am, you'll be able to hear my voice, whether it's verbal or on paper. So my mission is for you to hear my voice wherever you go, radio, TV, internet, <laughs> anywhere. I just want you to hear my voice because I just, I'm, I'm here. My purpose is for you to hear my voice. So much to say. I'm so excited. I love that. And you know, <laughs> everyone has a unique voice and I'm glad you said that because some people think I have no story. I have nothing to say. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. Nobody would listen who would listen or buy or care uh, what I have to say. And it's not true. And I love, I'm acknowledging, I love the fact that you say, my mission is for you to hear my voice. And that is bold and it is clear and it is good. And I love that. So I'm glad that you got to share all that. If, if somebody wants to find more about you, uh, one of the for one of the purposes or just to follow you because you're so cool. Like, tell me, tell, tell our audience how, how, how's the best way to connect with you to learn more about you, where you're speaking or, or the, you know, to follow the preparation of this next book or what? You can follow me on Facebook. I am Dr. Lakeisha James. I have a blue dress on because I know maybe a lot of Lakeisha James is out there because the name is so common. <laughs> but it's Dr. Lakeisha James. I have a blue dress on. LinkedIn is Dr. Lakeisha James as well. And if you want to find more about my business, Design Events by Lakeisha, I'm on Facebook at Design Events by Lakeisha, Design Events by Lakeisha on Instagram. And Talks with Lakeisha is the name of my talk show. Again, it's not any it's not a regular talk show. I'm just speaking to my audience about my expertise to get you guys to know how did I become an event planner? How can you two become an event planner? Things like that. It's Talks with Lakeisha show on Instagram and Talks with Lakeisha on Facebook and also YouTube Talks with Lakeisha. 
I love that. Instagram, Facebook, you, YouTube, Dr. Lakeisha James. And I'm delighted to have had the chance to visit with you today. Thank you for sharing your heart, your smile, your energy, your determination to serve and bless those around you. You too. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're welcome. So what I'd like you to do is, audience, members, I want you to listen to this again. And I want you to note a couple of things. She gave us some really good tips about how to view life, to make the choice, to own the choice, to create life, life like you want to. And then she also gave examples of how many things have happened to her, which she has then chosen to view as ways to build and grow. And now she's active and doing cool stuff, all moving forward to create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.